Hey everybody, before we begin today's episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, let me tell you about all the platforms you can find the podcast on. Not only can you find us on Anchor, but you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. All the links will be in the description of every episode. So let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast, where wrestling meets reality. This is going to be my review of the WWE Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Let's get started. So, WWE is two for two for a very good banger pay-per-views in 2019. And Elimination Chamber was just fantastic. Every match was good for the most part. It was a couple... Um, hiccups here and there, but I feel that the whole pay-per-view as a whole did very well. I'm very impressed with WWE's pay-per-view so far. But the first match, I missed the pre-show and the first match in the main card, so I'm going to go through them pretty quick and give some predictions along the way as I th- I'm looking to see how this all of this shapes up. Going to get into WrestleMania. WrestleMania is about six weeks away, eight weeks away, so we're getting in the high gear for WrestleMania season. But the pre-show had the WWE Cruiserweight Championship up for grabs. You had the champion Bernie Murphy versus Akira Tozawa. And this match is said to be one of the best in the card, and I doubt... I don't doubt that because the Cruiserweights have proven time and time again they can go. And so this is no surprise. Brian Murphy wins after hitting Murphy's Law after a good bout. And they're saying that they want Murphy to keep the title for a while longer and have him break Neville, a.k.a. Pac's record, as longest reigning champion. So be prepared for that. And if he does drop it, I feel that he would do very well and be a great addition to SmackDown Live's brand as they move into Fox. You know, I'm very high on them moving to Fox in October. On October 1st, too. I said 31st in the last episode. That was an error. They're moving to Fox Network on October 1st of this year. So, Bay Murphy, I feel, will be a good addition. Or I would even suggest uh, calling me wild, but I think they need to bring a cruiser rate. Cruiserweight 205 Live Division, whatever you call them, just might on live. I think they would be a good addition to help fill out the card and fill out the weeks. And just, I think they when I think of Cruiserweights, I remember SmackDown from 2000s. That's where the Cruiserweights were, and that's just my, my memory of Cruiserweights is that. Not Raw or just separate little division they got going on. They were intertwined. On SmackDown, so I think bringing that back to SmackDown Live would help liven that up a little bit more. Or even if he loses the title, I'd bring him alone. Buddy Murphy, I feel, would be a very good addition to um, SmackDown Live. And there's a lot of cruiserweights that would do good meshing with, like, Daniel Bryan or um, Clifford Kingston. Clifford Kingston's proved to be amazing. I'll talk about him later on, but... SmackDown Live's got a lot of momentum, like a lot of, you can't mess up momentum, hopefully, I'm saying that. Hopefully they don't mess nothing up, but SmackDown Live's got a great momentum, and Buddy Murphy, I feel, would be a great addition to that brand. So Buddy Murphy won this match, and I am one for one predictions. The main caller had started off with the 
Elimination Chamber for the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. That's a lot to say. But you had um you had the Boston Hood Connection versus the Riot Squads, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan versus Naomi and Carmella versus Nia Jackson Tamina versus the Iconics versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. And I didn't see this match, but I do know that Carmella and Naomi got out first because people assume that that happened because Carmella is in a bit of hot water as Corey Graves' wife has accused her of having an affair with her husband. So it's a bit, it's a bit messy right now on that, on that side of things. But they're saying that Naomi and Carmella lost this match as punishment for Carmella's deeds. But whether it's true to that or not, they got out first. And... And they'll get down to Manny Rose and Sonya, Sonya Deville versus Sasha Banks and Bayley. They said this is where this match kind of picked up. These two teams have very good chemistry, apparently. I didn't go back and watch the this portion of it. But they said this is very good chemistry on both teams. They did a very good match. And that the finish came and Sasha Banks locked in a, um, a different way, a different style of, of the bank statement because she hurt her shoulder. Apparently, so with the boss and her connection are your first ever women's tag team champions. So we'll see where this goes and they're all tonight. Now, well, tonight, later. It's on 7 o'clock here in, in Virginia. So that was that match. And so I was, I was right on two for two on for predictions, so that's awesome. Next you had, this is what I picked up on the show when I got home, was SmackDown Tag Team Championships. You had the champions... The Miz and Shane McMahon versus the Usos. This match was great. It was a very good match all around. And both teams did very well. The Usos, know, they're, they're brothers, so they know each other. Shane and Miz put it, they can hang together as a team, and they were cohesive, and that was just good. The finish was cool, and um, out of nowhere, too. You had um, one of the Usos, I think it was Jay, do an outside dive on Jimmy by accident because. Um, miss or pull Shane out the way or something, but one of the Usos hit the other Uso to dive. Shane did a flying elbow off the turnbuckle on the table. Vintage Shane, and then you had the Miz with the skull, skull crushing finale. You thought that was it. As um, Miz was pinning one of the Usos, I can't remember which one, the Uso rolled him over real quick and pinned him for the surprise three count. And then Miz was just a profusely apologizing to Shane and, um, Miz was in the back and later on, he was visibly upset, throwing stuff and was mad. He let down Shane, his wife, his daughter, and Maurice announced that she's pregnant with a second child, so that's great to see. But Miz was just livid because he screwed up. So, let's go play to an angle probably tomorrow night and go from there. But, um, Usos are now your new tacking champions, and I believe I am 3 for 3 on predictions. Not, can't remember. I mean, the 3 for 3 or 2 for 1, so we'll see. The next match is for the Intercontinental Championship. This is kind of the where the show took a little dip for me. If I don't care. You had Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley, the IC Champion, and Leo Rush in a handicap match for the IC title. And then we did something kind of smart but kind of stupid. I'm in the, on the fence about this. They had Dasha, I think it's her name, come to Bobby Lashley and Leo before the match saying, Leo, are you the weak link? Um, what happens if Finn isolates um, Bobby out of the picture and um, pins you? And looks like it ain't going to happen. And he was all cocky and assertive. And in the match, um, that exactly happened. So Dasha gave away the ending. 
and no one really thought that in that way, and it did. But I'm on the fence. Like, was that a good thing or a stupid thing? I'm on the fence. Tell me what you think about that. Was that a smart move for Derby by kind of kind of spoiling the finish before or what? But I'm on the fence about that. But Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley would um get Finn Balor down, and um Leo would tag himself in, do some moves. When uh, Finn got up and got the advantage, Leo would run, tag Bobby in. The finish was, like Doctor said, Finn got Bobby out of the ring. Well, Bobby was about to spare Finn Balor in half, and Leo tagged in blindly, like, hey, I got this man, and went for a frog splash, missed. Finn Balor got Bobby off the apron, and just guard Leo, and is now the new IC champion. So I was, I can't, I can't remember much of my bookies on this, but I think I was right on that. You can go back and let me know my record how I'm done. But that was an okay match. But I think it was kind of, I think it's funny, but not, I actually I got mixed emotions on this, but they spoiled the match um, before the match. But Finn Balor's United Champion. We'll see where this goes. I hope that he does the open challenges again and has killer matches with people. I see this being like when Sami Zayn comes back with Kevin Owens and they have classics. So I hope, I hope that they make the title prestigious, hopefully, going to WrestleMania. So that was that. Next match. Also after the match, uh, Bobby was very mad and beat up Leo Rush with the freak accident, which was Lost Owens' finisher. That has me wondering, is Derby souring on Lawrence? Does he have a new finisher? That's a video of another time. But Derby, um, Bobby Lashley used the standing freak accident as the, as the move that he killed Leo with. So we'll see how all this progresses on all. Next match is for the Raw Women's Championship in the shortest match of the night. Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot with Charlotte at ringside. Charlotte tapped Charlotte. Ronda Rousey tapped at Ruby Riot in about two minutes. So that was like, okay, that match is over. Charlotte and Ronda had a stare down and was talking to each other about the match. Here comes Becky Lynch, the injured, suspended, the man, Becky Lynch. She came out through the crowd, hobbling with crutches. Got in the ring, stared at them both, and just destroyed Charlotte with the crutch, one of her crutches. And then she ended up destroying Ronda Rousey with the crutch, making her bleed. She busted over the hard way. Ronda was, and it was ugly to see because <laughs> she's bleeding. But the angle sold me for this match. I was already sold because I knew what was going to go down. Becky's going to be playing the baby face who's defiant, and she'll get in that match but no matter what it takes. So I'm curious to see how this goes, but Ronda retained. That was the easy prediction. So the next match, which this is the one I didn't care about. Um, Baron Corbin versus Braun Strowman with a no, you know, no DQ match, no disqualification match, and this match was the worst match of the night. I, I would say, as far as I just didn't care about this match, and I can't believe that I don't care about Braun Strowman and. Going in 2019, but WWE's killed Braun's momentum. They've stifled any of any flame he had, and he lost here, which I was very surprised. I had him to win this match, and I, I know I got it wrong on this one. Braun lost because Braun's getting the upper hand finally after Corbin's beating with every weapon he could find. Out came Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, who just lost his match. He beat up Braun Strowman. They did a steel powerbomb off of the steel steps onto two stack tables and burn pin Braun. So where does this go? I don't know. I don't think I care. It's, it's crazy. But this match was like 
I understand why they did this match now because this, the crowd was was hot from the last segment with Becky Lynch, and they used this match as like a cool down match because the main event coming up in a minute was insane. But so uh, them doing this match now in this in this slot, I thought was very genius because the fans cooled off and didn't care about the match they were able to chill because in the main event they were hype as all get out. So the main event is the men's um. Not the men's, it's not the men's, but the SmackDown Championship Elimination Chamber match. You had champion Daniel Bryan, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston, and AJ Styles. Make sure I got it right, but let me see. Yep, it's Daniel, Joe, Orton, Hardy, Kofi. And, um, yeah, it's all them. So... The match was very good to start off with Brian and Joe. And Brian was being the cocky SOB heel. He mouthed off all the way to the ring, cutting a promo like he normally does about how these people should be thankful for him and all that as champion. He spent a good half of the match. But Joe, for number three, came out running away from Joe, which was, was your smart heel tactic. And then number three came out was Kofi Kingston. And this crowd was insane. For Kofi Kingston, they were checking Kofi's when he came when he came out. He got one of the biggest pops of the night, and that's up there with Becky Lynch because Becky Lynch always gets the pops of the night wherever she goes. Kofi has come a long way so fast since 2009. That gauntlet match made everybody love Kofi. I love Kofi, and so when he came out. The place blew up. It was great. They blew up all three of them, but especially Kofi. And so Kofi's our third, and he um just did his thing. Then AJ Styles came out number fourth, I think. Don't quote me on that. I can't remember the order. Yeah, Styles was after Kingston. And Styles came out. Then um, Hardy came out and order was last. But the first person eliminated was Samoa Joe by AJ Styles. After Kofi, well, Joe had Kofi in a coquina clutch. And everybody was like, oh, no, no, Kofi. And Kofi hit a jawbreaker, busting out the move. And then Styles hit a fall, phenomenal fall on and got Joe out of there. So Joe was the first one out. And then you had, I believe, the second one was AJ Styles got out by somebody. I, I'm not going about the match spots, but um, Joe got out first. That's what was noticeable. I know Kofi Kingston got out um, Randy Orton. And so the last two of the whole match was... Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston, and this place was hot. Like I said, I don't have a good memory of the spots and um, stuff like that, but um, like the entrance and all that, but the final twos were counts, and that was Kofi Kingston and champion Daniel Bryan, and people was blowing up. Like, they said, oh, Kofi can win. That was actually uh, hope, and Kofi and Daniel Bryan, they fought for just about 20 minutes at least to get a victor. And Kofi had so many upset victories almost because he kept reversing Brian's running knee and the, he got out of, of the label lock. And Kofi had everybody believing he could do it. The finish came, though, sadly, when Kofi tried to do a splash on the top of the pod. Brian rolled out the way, hit a third uh, knee strike, running knee strike, and won. And people were mad at this as far as, like, oh, boo, Kofi, Kofi lost type of thing, and Brian won. But when was all the Kofi's getting a big push going forward? Again, this was supposed to be from a stop for Ali. Sadly, he got injured. So Kofi is capitalizing this in a big way. And kudos to WWE for making Kofi so hot and so on fire so quick. In two weeks' time, Kofi went from the New Day 
tag team to, oh my goodness, Kofi Kingston is, is main event status now. And so this whole pay-per-view was good, even though I can't remember some of the spots, like I said. This whole pay-per-view was very good from what I remembered of it, and what I saw of it was very good. Now, for where this is going to go, again, this is a prediction, and I'm fine with this either way if it happens or it doesn't. I believe that Big E will turn on Kofi Kingston by Mania, probably even by Fastlane, because it's just, I get the feeling, because Xavier's focusing on Kofi, all the, when Kofi's getting interviewed about his success and all that, what's next for Kofi, and let's talk about Kofi, and I'm just, I'll paint his in the big E, like, his expressions and all that, or he's not showing any signs of turning heel, I feel Big E's just, just going to snap very suddenly, randomly, and lead into a thing with that, and I think Big E's going to be part of the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania, possibly, this is my guess. I see Big E turn on Kofi before Mania, and they're going from there. But I do want to see Kofi versus Brian at Mania. Maybe, like I said, Big E might be added to the mix if he turns. But if Big E doesn't, I'm perfectly fine with that. And the New Day has been going strong since 2015 and 14, I think. So they've been doing good for almost six years, I think, as a team. And that's very long for a team in WWE standards today. So I hope that I hope they do. If they, they don't turn, but if they do turn, I won't be... Man, so I'm finding the way. So that's just my prediction on that. So let me know what you think about the pay-per-view in the comments below. Um, did you like it? Did you not like it? Are you a Kofi supporter or are you not? What's your favorite match? Stuff like that. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys later.